God cannot do anything apart from his word. Whenever God has something that he wants to do, he sends his word. The Bible says he sent his word and healed them and delivered them from all of their destructions. So God's word is the key. That's where to go. If you need anything from God, you don't have to go to any man. Listen to what men have to say. Receive your prayer. But if it's going to come from God, it's going to come through the word of God. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Jesus is the way. Jesus is the Word of God wrapped in human flesh. Jesus is the Word of God in human form. So Jesus, the Word of God, is the way to your health. Divine health. Jesus, the Word of God, is the way to your, a good marriage. Jesus, the Word of God, wrapped in human flesh, is the way to the Father. Everything that you receive on earth came from Him. You don't have anything, but everything came from Him. So if you're going to receive anything, you have to go through the way. And Jesus is the way, and Jesus is the Word of God, wrapped in human flesh. Jesus is also the truth. Is the, Jesus the truth, the Word of God, wrapped in human flesh? And if you read in John chapter 8, you, you, you will see those scriptures beginning from verse 32. He says, he said there very clearly, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. And then further down he says, and if the Son of Man will make you free, you will be free indeed. So the Word of God and the Son of Man, they are one and the same. Until you have the Word of God in you, you cannot be free. No matter what, the people can lay hands on you. In my country, the poor, they will pour the whole bottle of oil over you. But if there is no Word there, God cannot operate. He sent His Word from heaven to the earth, wrapped in human flesh. So that we can be so close to the Word, and we can be healed. And the Word emptied Himself upon the cross for us. He left everything here, the book and ev the blood... Everything he left here so that we can be healed. So that we can be saved from our destruction. So Jesus is that word of God. Now let me say this. The word of God that you hear every Sunday. Is designed. This is kind of negative. For the devil to steal it from you. Hello. It's designed that way. The only way it's not stolen from you is if you understand it. God cannot do anything. If you don't understand the word of God, you can know the word and not understand the word. Satan knows the word. He doesn't understand the word. If he understood the word, he wouldn't have killed Jesus of Nazareth. It was after he killed Jesus, he realized that's a mistake. He's been saying all along, I'll rise the third day. He got very frightened by it. So we need to understand the word of God. If you don't understand the word, you got nothing. Satan is going to steal it. So there is a thief uh, sitting by you every time you're hearing the word of God. 
wondering if you will understand the word or not. And Jesus puts it this way in Matthew chapter 13 verse 19. He says, when anyone hears. Can I hear the word anyone? When anyone hears the word of the kingdom. And does not understand it. Then the wicked one comes. When will the wicked one come? When you don't understand the word. When you don't understand the word, the wicked one comes and snatches away what was sown in his heart. That says when the word of God comes into your heart, he's there as a seed to produce for you. To transform your life. To transform your situation. To change what's going on in your life. To bring fruit in your life in every area that we've talked about. Your family life, your finances. Your children, your retirement, everything. The word is supposed to produce for you. For you to profit in. But if you don't understand the word that is sown, then the wicked one comes and snatches away what was sown in his heart. He says, this is he who receives seed by the wayside. The word of God is the seed. And we'll come into that. So we have to have the word of God. Not only know the word of God. Take enough time. Ask the Holy Spirit to help you understand it. Because if you don't understand what is being said. It's not going to benefit you. Deep calls out to deep. If you are not going to spend time with the word of God. You are not going to get much. There is an enemy that is after your life. He knows if that seed of the word of God is planted in your heart, is going to produce. He can't stop it. But if you don't give time to understanding the word of God, or you oppose the word of God and reject it, when there is something every time you hear the word of God and something rises up, and well, I don't believe that. He knows you just heard it. He didn't go anywhere. He takes it from your mind. It's gone. And it will not produce for you. So that's why the Bible tells us in Colossians chapter 3 verse 16. He says, Let the word of God dwell in you richly. In all wisdom. So not only the word of God dwelling in you, but the word of God dwelling in you richly with all understanding. That's the wisdom. With all understanding. Be drunk with the word of God. It's come under the influence of the word of God. And that, that can only happen when you fully understand it. You say, well, I don't feel God. I don't feel anything. Nothing is happening. I've been going to church. Nothing has changed. That's because you haven't given time to understanding the Word of God. God does everything only through His Word. You have to be open to the Word of God. You have to tell yourself, I'm going to open myself. I'm going to change my mind. I'm here today. Here is my slate, God. Write on it. And I'm willing to change my mind. And line my life with the word of God. Now, I've often said here, the moon has no light of his own. The moon only reflects the light of the sun. The son of God. There are times when the moon is not properly positioned. 
and you wouldn't even know that there is a moon. Because there is no, you can look up in the sky, it's not there. And then, after a while, you see part of the moon, and then you have the full moon. When you are full with the when your life is filled with the word of God, and you are drunk with the word, then you have the full moon. Then you can shine. Amen. We got to position ourselves and let God be God in our lives. I want to talk about seven things today, and I got to go through them quickly because next Sunday we're having our healing service and I'm not coming back to this message. But let me tell you, God goes by His name. He does things through His name. But God has already told us He has exalted His word above all His name. So knowing the word of God, Jehovah Jireh, that's good. God, God my provider. And if you know that and you really understand it, God will provide for you. But God says, my word is even bigger than that. If you know my word and understand my will in this area, it's even bigger than that. I need to know what God has to say about that. So God's word is very important. I need to know from the scriptures what God calls his word. And what that word does for us. The word of God. In the Bible, I have seven things we want to share quickly. The first one is the law of the Lord or the commandment of the Lord. It says in Psalm 119 verse 98, You, you, that's God, through your commandments, that's one of the names of God's word, the book of, of God, make me wiser than my enemies, for they are ever with me. You, through your word, or your commandments, you've made me wiser than my enemies. For they are ever with me. So what is the scripture talking about? Who are your enemies? Uh, Let me let you know, your wife is not your enemy. And your husband is not your enemy. Your wife is not the one that is stopping your progress. Amen. Your boss in a place of work, that's not your enemy. Sometimes we are looking at, 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 at the person and we're thinking, this is the real enemy. If I can get rid of this person, I'll be okay. Uh, you get rid of the person and you still have troubles. That's not your enemy. We have to realize that. The enemy is after your life. Satan is that enemy that is after your marriage, after your life, after your finances. That's the enemy. He's constantly plotting against your life to make your life miserable, to make your marriage miserable. But through God's word, God gives you wisdom over all of his plans. So you know how to handle it when he comes with his troubles. When he comes with his financial problems, you know what the word says. You are not troubled by it. You are wiser than that. You say, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. God will supply all of my needs according to his riches and glory. In Christ, you know what the word says. 
And in that, Satan cannot oppose it. Because the word of God will not return to him void. But if you don't know the word, uh, you'll be calling your friend uh, for a loan. That is going to be paid someday, which we don't even know. So God's word will make you wiser than your enemies. They may plot. Satan can gather them in at the place of work against your life. We're going to get rid of this person. But as you begin to surround yourself with the favor of God, while they are plotting, your boss is thinking, Wow, I like that employee. And the day they go to him and say, Well, he's doing this, he thinks, I think I've been thinking maybe I should make him boss over all of you. Amen. That's what they did with Daniel, remember? They plotted against him. And God turned the tables around. And the lions have their lunch. He makes you wiser than your enemies. Another scripture, another word of God is called the testimony of the Lord. That's an amazing thing. The testimony of the Lord. It's like God is already testifying on your behalf even before it happened. He's called the testimony of the Lord. What's God's testimony? Even though you walk through the valley of the shadow of death, you shall know that didn't come from you. That's God testifying about you. Why don't you accept it? God's testifying about you. That he'll take care of you. God's given his word. He call, it's called the testimony of the Lord. In that same scripture, he says in, in Psalm 19 verse 7, he says, the law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The law of the Lord, we'll go back to the law, the law of the Lord is perfect, the word of God, converting the soul. You know the literal meaning of that word, converting? Restoring the soul. Restoring the soul. Your soul is the seat of your mind, your will, and your emotions. Your mind to give you the word of God, to give you a sound mind. God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and of a sound mind. Your mind and your emotions. If you are emotionally damaged, the word of God can heal you, your emotions. He restores your soul. He gives you the strength to make the right decisions. If I'm looking at you right now, you are the sum of the decisions you have made in your life. All of the decisions you've made, whether to move to America or stay in Nigeria, that's part of it. <laughs> you are the sum of the decisions you have made in your life. If you are hurting, it's because of your decision. People talk about enemy. You have no greater enemy than yourself. Nobody can hurt you better than you can hurt yourself. Those dumb decisions are really painful. They bear fruit. But... The word of God can restore your soul and your emotions. 
He says, the testimony of the Lord is sure. Making wise the simple. Making wise the simple. God makes you wise. There was something about uh, David. Saul was plotting to kill him. The guy didn't even know anything about it. But the Bible says he behaved himself even more wisely. And he couldn't handle him. The word of God, David himself said, your testimony, your word, has made me wiser. So the testimony of God makes you wiser, wise over your sickness, over whatever the enemy is throwing at you. It's called the testimony of the Lord. And then I want to go to the third one. It's called the book of the law. The book of the law. Joshua chapter 1 verse 8. And we all know this scripture very well. He says, this book of the law, the whole scripture, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. When I listen to your conversations, hello, what are the sum of it? The things that you speak of. A lot of people, once you start talking about scriptures, they don't say anything anymore. They don't say, you start talking about the things of God, it doesn't take them time before they are tired. They need to go to something else. What are your conversations like? This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. Are you going to carry the book in your mouth, on your mouth, walking around? No. What he's saying is, don't stop saying the things God said about you. It's the word of God. Don't stop saying the things God said about you. Especially when you are experiencing the opposite. If you are experiencing fear, start saying the word of God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and of a sound mind. That should constantly come out of your mouth. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. If you are suffering difficulty in your finances, then look for scriptures that talk about finances, God meeting your need, God taking care of you, and begin to speak of those things and speak it boldly. Now let me tell you this. Whatever you cannot declare publicly and boldly, you can never have from God. If you cannot declare it publicly and boldly before anyone, regardless of who is standing in your presence, God knows not to respond. It's what you declare publicly before men that God responds to. If you have the spirit of faith, you must speak. Second Corinthians chapter 4 verse 13. We have the same spirit of faith, therefore I have spoken. You get to speak. This book of the law shall not, that's the word of God, shall not depart from your mouth. But you must meditate in it day and night. You know what meditation is? Muttering to yourself. And I, I think the movie makers, they understand more than even Christians. Uh-huh. 
The Bible says the children of this world are in their generation wiser than the children of light. I saw a movie, a movie about David. And David, all the scriptures, he was just walking, just saying all the scriptures that we have written down. That's what happened. David didn't have a pen in his hand, in his writing. He was saying those things and somebody was writing. He was the king. Amen. He was saying the word and people were taking down notes. The scribes were writing down what the king was saying. As the Holy Spirit was moving through him. He, they were saying, he was saying those words. The Lord is my shepherd. Your law has made me wiser. All of these things. They were coming out of his mouth. And they were like, no wonder he was such a giant. And Jesus is called the son of David. Those words must come out of your mouth. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. But you must meditate in it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that there's written there. You cannot do the word of God until your mouth begins to speak the word of God. You can't do it. Hello? A closed mouth is a closed life. You got to speak the word of God. It's got to come out from your mouth. You can't be holier than Jesus. Jesus didn't go around Jerusalem saying, I'm not going to preach all joy. Just look at me. I'm the word of God. I do miracles. Saying nothing. Every miracle he did, he opened his mouth. He touched, he opened his mouth. You got to open your mouth. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. Shall not, it shouldn't. If you don't understand God, that's because you're not saying the word. I tell you what, if you don't understand the scripture, keep saying it. One day you say it from your mouth and something says, and you go, wow, I never saw it life where. Because the Holy Spirit will give it to you immediately. But it's got to come from your mouth. The book of the law. You shall meditate day and night and so that you can be able to do what is written there. It says, for then, when you are able to line up, position yourself, so that you can shine like the moon, full moon. So for then, you will make your way prosperous. Who will make his way prosperous? You. Because the wisdom will now come in for you to know exactly what to do. And then, you will have good success. If you do all of this, and God didn't respond, nothing changed in your life, then God must have told us a lie. And we know he cannot lie. The problem is never with him. Instead of complaining, do the word. Speak the word. There is no problem that the word of God cannot solve. Just speak to it. Just like Jesus said to us, if you will say to this mountain, you begin to speak to that mountain, whatever it is, keep speaking to it. And see what God will do. It may not be overnight. But by and by, you will begin to see changes. Amen. And many times God may allow you to see the negative. Things are not working. So you begin to think, well, maybe I should start dulling down my speech. Okay. And they're making excuses. Well, you know, it's not really bad. Even if I don't get that, uh, this is okay. Uh, Never do that. Stay with the word of God and trust God because he's going to take care of you. Number, five, number four is called the truth. We've talked about that. And you shall know the truth 
and the truth shall make you free. The word of God is the truth. Every other thing is a lie. When I started ministering, going around the world, around the United States, and going back to Nigeria, I was very clear with them. I said, your sickness is telling you something. Hello? Your stomach pain is telling you something. But then the word of God is telling you some other thing. You got to choose. Your body tells you the facts. But God's word tells you the truth. If you read Isaiah chapter 53, who has believed our report? So you believe the word of God against what you see in the natural. We walk by faith and not by sight. You keep believing that word of God and the word of God will take care of you. Number five, the word of God is also called the word of faith. That's the name of our television program. And if you're watching my television over there, we're speaking to you. That God can change your life. It's called the word of faith. Everything that we do as Christians, we receive through the word of faith. And for you, make sure you watch the next program because it's going to be a healing program. God's going to touch your life via television and God's going to heal you. Amen. We're already receiving testimonies from there. People are getting healed watching the television program over there. Amen. It's called the word of faith. Let me show you a principle here from the word of faith. How this word works. God does everything through his word. Everything. Sometimes we are going by our feelings. We are thinking, if I do this and if I do that, if I... you don't have to do anything. Just stay with God's word. Believe the word. Jesus was clear. If you can believe the word, all things are possible to him that believe. The burden is believing. Nothing else. The real trouble is whether I will believe and stay with it. But I'm telling you this. Until you are full of the word, you are not going to speak. And if you speak, you won't stay with it. Every other thing, the wind, you know, <laughs> it talks about the, the seed uh, on the thorny ground, the wayside. Every other thing can come and then you're gone. It's not planted on the rock. So it's the word that does it. It says in Romans 10, verse 8, and 9, uh, 8 through 10. But what does it say? How do I get my miracle? I mean, you need a miracle from God. How do I get a miracle from God? How is my life going to be transformed? What's going to happen? He says, what does he say? The word is near you. He's the word of God. Whatever you need has to do with the word. The word is near you and in your mouth and in your heart. He says, that is the word of faith we are preaching. Every time you hear the word of God, you are hearing the word of faith. It's the word of faith for two reasons. He is the word that will produce faith in your life. And faith in your life is what brings the result. You can't have faith in your heart without the word. But as soon as you have faith in your heart, here comes the result. So it's called the word of faith. So every time you hear the word of God, the word of God jumps into your heart, if you understand it. Amen? 
If you don't understand it, it's not in your heart. Let's read. What is near you in your mouth and in your heart? That's when it will produce. If you don't understand it, it's stolen from you and it's no longer in your heart. He's not going to produce. But once you understand it, no one can take it from you. You only have another, just one more step for your miracle. Just one more step for your miracle. It's because you have not allowed the word of God to dwell richly in you. That's why you don't see the miracles. That's why you're afraid. That's why you won't lay hands. That's why you won't speak to anyone. That's why you're having all of these things. You got a lot of fear of tomorrow, what's going to happen. When the word of God is dwelling in you richly, you don't have any fear of tomorrow. You got no one to please but him. And you know he's going to take care of you. The word is in your mouth. The word of faith will preach that if you confess, so you have to speak the word. If we confess with our mouth, not my mouth, your mouth. Hello? Don't speak through my mouth. Speak with your own mouth. Pastor said, pastor said, forget about what pastor said. What are you saying? Amen. Not what pastor said. What are you saying about the word of God concerning you? The word is near you, the word of faith, in your mouth and in your heart. That if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Then he gives you the principle why. This is what we must understand. When he says for, you will be saved for, he's giving you a principle to live by. This is how it works. That's what he's telling you. For with the heart... One believes unto righteousness. In other words, once you believe God in your heart, God says, you got it now. It's in your heart. But you won't see it in the natural until you say it with your mouth. With the mouth, confession is made unto the deliverance. Until you speak with your mouth, the word of God, you never get anything. Amen. Let me move forward fast, quickly. The sixth one is the seed. Luke 8 verse 11. Now the parable is this. The seed is the word of God. So once that seed is sown in you, it's going to produce. If you have a different kind of seed in you, that's what's going to produce. If it's the seed of violence, that's what you get. If it's the word of God, it will produce the influence of God's word over your life. So we need to take time with the word of God. The word of God is the seed. So every time, you, if, you have, if you want to sow towards a better finances, a better home, a better marriage, go to the word of God, get books. I was reading the story of this fellow, uh, a preacher. He said, I just took a few books and my Bible and went, fasted for a few days. And God came and spoke to him. There was a time when I was in college station, I was pastoring a, a, a little church there while I was in college. And I had these questions. And, and I was scared because I didn't know answers. I said, God, you got to give me the right answer that I can speak to people with confidence. Little church, but things to deal with. And I never pastored a church before. So I went on a fast. I got my Bible and I got a few books to, to, to read. 
I was going to go fast at least for three days. The first day, God spoke to me, everything. I had so much confidence. I figured it was time to go for lunch. <laughs> Amen. I didn't have to fast anymore. He's taking care. He's answered me. But I, he gave me his word. And I got that confidence. Still have it to today. When he gives it to you, no one can, no one can steal it from you. I still have it today. If you have a question in that area, I have an answer from the scriptures. And I can stand my ground based on scripture and have no fear. Amen. So the, the word of God is the seed. And then number seven is the son of God. Amen. The word of God is the son of God. That's an amazing thing. The word of God is the son of God. Did you know this? The devil didn't believe God came into our world. The Bible tells us in Revelation, and John tells us this, I believe in John, every spirit that does not confess Jesus came, God, Jesus came in the flesh is of the devil. You know why? Because the devil doesn't want to believe that. That God came. It's basically every time he saw Jesus, he says, I know you. I know you. And he's saying, what are you doing in this earth suit? You, can, you can't fool me. I know you. You are the son of God. But Jesus came through the door. In John, I was sharing with Michael. In John chapter 10, Jesus said it very clearly. Everyone that doesn't come through the door is a thief and a robber. Everyone that doesn't come through the door into the sheepfold is a thief and a robber. Who is the thief? Satan is. Jesus came into our sheepfold, the world, in the natural way. The word of God became man. And Jesus operated as a man when he was here. He grew like everybody else. He ate like everybody else. He took shower like everybody else. He had to be anointed with the Spirit of God. Word of God, anointed. You get yourself filled with the Word of God... And let the Holy Spirit anoint you, you begin to see miracles. Amen? Like we're going to be seeing on Sunday. Like we're going to be seeing on Sunday. There's going to be a lot of miracles here on Sunday. There's going to be a lot of testimonies here on Sunday. Please bring the sick. The reason I go to Africa is because they always bring the sick. (laughs) When I tell them bring the sick, they bring all of them. Blind, deaf, all of them. And they all come. We got to bring the sick. Let me show you, as I close, the ultimate power. How many want the ultimate power? The ultimate power. John chapter 15, verse 7. John 15, verse 7. It says, If you abide in me, and my word, 
My words abide in you. If you are full of God's word and is with wisdom, you will ask whatever you desire and it shall be done for you. If you are a Christian, that's good enough. If you abide in me, that's good enough. But then he added, and my words abide in you. You are full of God's word. Then you'll ask whatever you desire. And Jesus said it's going to be done. You pray for your children, it's going to be done. You pray for your marriage, it's going to be done. You pray for your finances, it's going to be done. You pray for your health, God gives you divine health. You lay your hands on somebody, God touches them. Because you are abiding in Him, and His Word is abiding in you. No restriction. The Word will always respond. The Word will always touch lives. Just like Jesus, the Word of God wrapped in human flesh. And when the Word is in you, it's like Jesus. Hello. It's like Jesus again. He's full. You are the Word inside, wrapped with human flesh, and you do miracles. That's the same thing. That's why I wanted you to know Jesus came into our world. He went through the ship, the ship gate. He came into our world. He was born. Amen? Into our world. The devil wasn't. He climbs in some other way. The Bible says that my sheep will not hear his voice. But God can use you. Every one of you. Amen? I have to empty these things out of my heart. Today, by the grace of God, there was a time I was so scared. I was worried. I you know, didn't know that Satan appeared in my room. And uh, if something moves, my eye went, wow, what was that? What was that? And if he moves again, it's like, oh my God. He doesn't have a right here. Amen. If he moves something, like my Bible, I'll say, oh, that's the best you can do. I can do better than that. I'll just go get the Bible and move it myself. See? I'm human. I, I can do that. Don't have to be afraid of him. I got greater power. He lives in me. Greater is he that is in you than he who is in the world. We got nothing to fear. He lives with you. If he comes into your room, tell him to get lost. He'll listen because you have authority. And the word of God is dwelling in you. Bow your heads with me this morning. You see, I'm speaking because I know the word of God is changing your life. I know that. The Word of God is changing your life right now. Amen. Some of us really need to rededicate our lives to God again. Some of us have lost our first love for God. We've been too busy. We're not doing the things that we used to do. The kingdom of God is not number one anymore. You are not even thinking about it. If you are that person today, we we really need to repent. Before this service, we really need to repent. You can't be too busy for the word of God. If you're here this morning and you want to really turn everything over to let God be God in your life, why don't you stand up and come up here? Come up here. 
You want God to be everything. Why don't you come up here? You're going to give God. He's going to be number one today. If you don't know him, you have the opportunity to know him today. You're going to make him everything. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Stretch your hands uh, towards these individuals up here. They are rededicating. And I pray that and I believe that heaven will hear. And do a mighty work. Father God, I thank you for this in Jesus' name. Let your spirit take over. In Jesus' name. Let every plan of the enemy against your lives be destroyed right now in Jesus' name. Let that peace of God and the confidence that comes through your spirit alone be your portion this morning. And I want to thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. And God's people said, Amen. Please go back to your seat. We're going to be taking our offering now. Came ready. How many people, how many here today will, in your offering, challenge God? God, I'm going to give this to you. I've never done this yet before, but I felt like well, I should do this today. You're dealing with something and you say, God, I'm going to give this to you. And I'm going to make a sacrifice. God, I'm trusting in you to help me with this issue. We don't give money to get money back from God. He'll bless you according to his word if you do it right. And don't give if you feel compelled to give. You just throw it away. Just give as God leads you to give. But I encourage you to challenge God. Try, God says, put me to the test. Test him today in your giving. Our church is a real giving church. And uh, our needs are well met.